it's the friendly fire show episode 153 for the end of may 2020 i'm one of your hosts steve wright from survivor and with me ben salter from survivor we're back yeah hey dude how you going i'm good as always we have to do a covid check-in that's the rules at the moment so uh well i'm good how are you oh my life is uh increased my life has increased that's not true my life the enjoyment of my life has increased tenfold because i have the nbn like proper good oh, NBN, right. Ben. Um, coming to you from 100 uh, megabits per second down and 40 up. So I could just, I, I, don't, I don't need to leave my house now. It's fine. I'll just, I'll be here forever. That's cool. Mm. Well, you can download games in what, two hours now? It's very exciting. Well, and like it used to be, oh, Matt's downstairs playing something on the Xbox and I need something on this Xbox upstairs. I can't use a network transfer. I guess I just don't play it anymore. And now I'm just like, I'll just download it from the internet again. That's cool. That's right. It's, it's That's not going to take do. that long. It's so good. It's so good. I um, can't be bothered setting up network, net, what's it called? network transfer. So I just download again on the second Xbox. It's very lazy, but yeah, it's quick. It, it's like a whole new world. Um, yeah. To the point where I downloaded all of Mortal Kombat 11 and the new Aftermath DLC and then started it like an hour and a half later and then realized it didn't have any new achievements. So went, well, why would I play this? And that's, that's, that's me now. I'm, just, I'm, I'm that guy. And that's I'm fine with that. It is sad that ISPs are just starting to roll out a thousand down and a hundred up, I think. Uh, yeah. Only if you have fiber or selected people with HFC. So if only someone had thought, why don't we do the whole thing fiber? We would have amazing internet. But apparently that didn't happen. Well, of course not. Um, how are you doing, though, in, in, in COVID times, Ben? Yeah, I'm good. We're moving forward in South Australia, so uh, we can go out, kind of. I think we're getting pubs back next week, so that's very strange to selected people, you know, 20 are people, you, something like are that. Are you going to go straight back to a pub? Um, well, I might go for dinner or something, not necessarily go out and our usual at the pub for a ludicrous amount of time. But yeah, maybe maybe to eat. Uh, I don't think we're going to be having a large session at a pub anytime soon. But uh, a catch up and a dinner. I've missed having, you know, a, like a schnitzel in a pub or something like that. So might do that. Oh, I hear that. Um, so I'm I'm going to speak hypothetically because this, of course, did not happen to me, Ben, since mm. restrictions have left, or s- since restrictions have been eased in Victoria. Um, hypothetically, someone resembling myself would have went to a friend's house to visit her and her kids of whom hypothetically i would be one of their godparents and hypothetically that person had her sister and her brother-in-law and their kids and their mom because she decided to invite herself over to their house but they were supposed to have left before we got there to be all you know like within restrictions and hypothetically i showed up and the the two children one of whom uh is my god child hypothetically ran at me and i'm like no like arms out like don't no you can't you can't come close because restrictions just and they looked so upset but then hypothetically this person's sister who i i'm kind of friends with just like came up and gave me a giant hug i was like well now we've we've broken isolation self social distancing we've we've broken that hypothetically um and she has hypothetically a six-month-old child and like thrust the child hypothetically into my arms and i'm like well i can't say no so hypothetically this is awful it it was a mess i didn't know what to do with myself and i was very awkward hypothetically of course 
Mm, well, so, uh, I'm not going to unpack any of that, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just going to stay at my house and never see anyone until like the actual all clear is given. Um, it's going to be a long be time. A so couple of years. Yeah. Depending on how long an actual cure or vaccine is developed. Mm. I need to say hypothetically at this point, I don't know anymore. It's stressful, Ben. I'm, it's, I'm stressed out. Yeah, so you're not doing that well, but we'll move along and, uh, <laughs> Yes, let's move on to a rumor. Might as well just get straight into it. A rumor that is likely to be true by the sounds of things. This has so much weight behind it. And the fact is something has to happen because it's talked about that Sony is going to reveal the PS5 in some capacity in early June. So that's really all we know. We don't know what they're going to show. We don't even know it's going to happen, but it would fit into when E3 roughly was. So it's not changing anything from Sony's original time frame. Yeah, um, so a, a couple of rumors so far. The, the first being that it was going to be something in June. Um, the, the new one this week has been it's going to be on the 3rd of June, but because of COVID times, that still could fluctuate. Um, we have the full specs. We have seen the DualSense controller. We haven't seen what the PS5 looks like. Um, we've had Sony say that the SSD is 100 times faster than the PS4's uh hard drive so the solid state drive is obviously much faster um but we haven't seen the console itself we haven't had a lot we haven't had any confirmations of of first party games um there was uh, literally in the last day or so uh, a last of us part two state of play which very explicitly beforehand sony said we're not making any next gen announcements so if you're expecting like a Last of Us 2 Definitive Edition on PS5 announcement. Like, you're not getting that right now. So we literally do not know of any PS5 game from Sony coming out. So you'd think that we'd see shortly the console and at least a couple games in the same vein of, like, Halo Infinite with the Xbox Series X. But yep. what what do you think we're going to see? Or potentially I see, I guess, that... from this random thing that isn't confirmed? Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. I think we're going to see the console. It's going to be almost six months after we saw the Xbox. So it's time. I mean, that's overstated. So we're going to see that. I think you're right. We're going to see a couple of games, especially with how Xbox got crucified, basically, for saying they're showing gameplay and then showing some basically just dodgy CG trailers. Not dodgy, but they weren't (laughs) dodgy from the point of view that they called it gameplay and it wasn't at all. So I think we'll see real gameplay which potentially they weren't planning to show either, and they'll pivot based on what happened then. Um, and yeah, I think we'll see something big. We're going to see that Horizon 2, we're going to see a Spider-Man 2, something known big, plus a couple of new things is what I would say from Sony, and some third-party games. So I think it would be a decent showing. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm more excited about a Spider-Man 2 than a Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Um, yeah, I'd like to see something new, and like that's kind of what I. That's the same thing I want to see from. Well, and and we will see. I think from Microsoft in July, they have so many first party studios working on stuff that we don't know about, and it will likely be like a new Forza Horizon. Um, there's a Playground Games team doing like a Fable game theoretically. So I'd like to see. I don't know if there's a lot of Sony franchises that I want to see a, a sequel from. I'd like to see something new in the vein of horizon zero dawn, but not necessarily horizon two. Cause I didn't really like horizon. It's kind of seemed derivative of like every other open world kind of Ubisoft game that ever existed. But um, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know 
what there is. And the the weird thing I think with with Sony is that they're really bad, at least with the PS4 era of announcing games like seven years in advance. So like I don't yeah. I don't know what to expect. I'm I'm hopeful, but I I couldn't honestly tell you what I think is going to happen. Yeah, there's probably especially a, for launch. A couple of things there. I think. Uh, well, I did like Horizon for one, but uh, Sony are probably in the unique position where they launched a few, and in the case of God of War, they rebooted a franchise. So they've had like the first essentially installment in the new God of War, a new Spider-Man, uh, and Horizon, and a couple of others. But they're the big three, so they're bringing out a sequel to any of them will be, you know, the fanboys will love it. So they can go either way. Um, pick which one they want to go with first. And then I think they did show enough last generation to show, or this current generation still, I should say, to show that they will also have new stuff. They're not going to rest on these are our existing um, franchises. We're always going to kind of keep pushing that new IP. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think they'll go a bit of both. You know, unlike uh, Microsoft, which is very much, you know, here's, our, here's Halo 6, effectively. Here's Forza Motorsport 8. Like, they're very much, here's the same ones. Uh, and they'll have new stuff too, but they don't have that big killer thing, which is only one or two games deep to to feed off. So Sony's got an advantage there, I'd say. No, oh, and I totally lied. If um, they show God of War two or whatever they're going to call it with Thor and continuing that entire storyline, I'm one hundred percent in. Actually, yeah, thank you for yeah. reminding me because I'm very that's, excited about that's that. That's good. Uh, but the other point you made is they showed games way too early last generation. Like we only just got Final Fantasy VII Remake and that was showed in E3, I'm going to say 15 or was it even 14? I think 15, mm. uh, like five years. So they can't do that right now for the next gen launch. They're going to have to show stuff which is out this year and maybe they can get away with some stuff that's coming next year. Uh, and they're not traditionally great at that. So whereas Xbox is very much here's our stuff for the next 12 to 18 months, they've never really shown beyond that. Um, I'm not sure ever under Phil Spencer, but potentially. um, Like the scale bounds and stuff, which didn't eventuate, but yeah. And that's probably why they don't do it anymore because it it hasn't worked out previously. They were burned. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So there's that point. I think maybe they won't have as much as we think and they might have to rely on third parties more. Or they might even, I mean, they're not going to say Last of Us Part 2 PS5 edition because it's, it's too early. You know, the PS4 oh, yeah, they, version is not they, out yet. D- yeah, they destroy their sales on the PS4 version. And it's going to be terrible marketing because Xbox has been so, if you buy it on Xbox One, you don't have to buy it again. Whereas Sony is very, I would say, they're trying to go down the path of, no, nah, we're going to make you pay again because uh, we really like that extra money. So you don't, you don't think that in the next couple of months we're going to see something equivalent to what xbox is called smart delivery on the ps brand of Um, consoles i think sony really don't want to do that because i don't think they want to either but i think they need to now like i think they've rested on their laurels long enough that they have seen sorry to cut you off they've seen how excited people are for this and and like the likes of um assassin's creed valhalla cyberpunk 2077 like third-party publishers and developers are getting on board with this kind of mentality of, like, you know, you buy this game, it comes with you. Like, as, as if you had a PC and you buy it on Steam. It's not like you don't have yeah. it on Steam if you get a new computer. I think, like, that's that's should be the new norm, and I would hope that that is the new norm across all systems. But, like, Sony was kind of dragged to cross-play. Do you think Sony's going to have to be dragged into that cross buy type scenario i do feel like prior to three or four weeks ago when xbox announced it they had no intention of doing it so maybe that's why we haven't heard about it maybe they're thinking about it now 
They might go down the EA path. We know that EA is saying that if you buy something within a certain period, you get a code to download the next-gen version. They're not doing proper smart delivery. They're doing the classic EA cop-out version. So they might do that. Um, but yeah, I think potentially they will announce it next week when they have this event. They might say, you know, there's not much point holding off and announcing it in six months. You want people to still be buying stuff like Last of Us now. So it, it's only really valuable to announce it early uh, if they're going to do it. So well, yeah, we'll see. And I guess something to consider is um, you... So, so Survivor has tweeted um, that we are in the process of reviewing The Last of Us Part 2. Um, mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all we can say about it. But you jokingly went on and said, I'm, I'm playing The Last of Us Remastered on my PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, did you pay for that? Or did you get that from like a, a PlayStation Plus subscription of the month type deal, which I'm assuming you did? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I think actually what happened is I think it was a review code from like, I never played it from 2014 when it came out only because I'd played it on PS3 the the year before. So at that point, new consoles were here. I had no interest in playing a, a last gen port basically. So I've only gone back to it now. I think that not to show my privilege, check your privilege there. I don't think I bought it. Maybe I did. Uh, yeah, I probably outsourced the review and didn't never played it. But if you didn't buy it, at mm. some point in the lifespan of the PS4, you would have had the opportunity to download it for free on PlayStation Plus. PS so, like, Plus. Yeah, I guess there's true. that sort of scheme that you can get. And, like, there are rumors right now that maybe Spider-Man is going to be the June or the second June um, 2020 PlayStation Plus title. Um which, like, this late in the PS4 life cycle, I think is smart for Sony to kind of, like, start loading in yeah. those high-profile games. Because if you don't have it by now, you're not going to buy it. You've probably already bought Spider-Man. Let, let, let's be honest. That was a blockbuster game on the PlayStation 4. So, like, it's not hurting Sony to offer up those kind of games after the fact. So it might be, you no. know, like in 2022... Amazon. Well, there you go. Like, or 2022, you get a free copy of, you know, The Last of Us 2 Remastered Edition on PS5. And if mm. you didn't bother buying it yeah, on maybe. PS5. But, I like, I, I think it's better... Yeah, I think it's better if you own it. You you know, you buy it and you get it across platforms, but who knows. Mm. Um, it's weird because Sony was really good about um, cross-buy on PS4 and Vita. So you'd hope that they have the same kind of mentality oh, across true. PS4 and PS5, but like, who knows? The Vita's long done. So It might just be they haven't really announced anything beyond the specs. They haven't shown us the console yet. So potentially this is a feature that will happen. They just haven't announced it yet. And mm. yeah, we just doubted them being very negative. True. Um, before we get on to the rest of the run sheet, Ben, sorry, I'm going off script. That's that's what I do. Um, I only got the word a couple hours ago. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon, uh, and there's a an Xbox Wire post going up at 11 p.m. on Thursday, the 28th of May, um, detailing some more backwards compatible stuff. Um, and the, the biggest takeaway for me with the backwards compatible uh stuff we already know that you know uh the xbox series x will take select games not maybe all of them and um render them in 4k if possible or put on hdr if possible uh but microsoft has confirmed that it will double the frame rate of select games so if it's a 30 uh frame rate per second game it'll go to 60 fps if it's a 60 fps game already um there's the uh, option to put it to a 120 frame rate per second game um, and I think that's important because we've seen things like Valhalla say that 
uh, they'll perform at a minimum of 30 frames per second. Um, and people were kind of terrified that, you know, these current gen consoles couldn't do frame rate like we've been said, uh, we've been told. Um, but Microsoft has said that backwards compatible games, a select few anyway, will run at 120 frames per second, which is pretty cool in my mm. opinion. Yeah, well, now I can finally use that feature on my TV. So, <laughs> I, I have a monitor coming tomorrow, which will do, I think we talked about it the other podcast, which will give me 144 frames per second if possible. So at 140, uh, 1440p, 1440p. Anyway, yeah. I so do wonder cool. if, to backtrack slightly, based on that, if Sony are going to confirm their backwards compatibility with plans, because I've kind of said... Yeah, you can play PS4 games, but they haven't given anything like, yeah, they'll look better, they'll play better. They haven't done any of that. So, to, that well, I'm aware. The big push of, uh, and like, and I don't, I don't really know how hardware works, but the big um, crux of the the post that's coming up tonight um, says that these are all running natively in the Xbox Series X engine. So, like, there's no boosting, there's nothing required. It's just using the hardware and the, the new technology to to get these kind of results from the old software. Um, so you'd assume that the PS5 would be able to kind of leverage that same, same thing. Yeah. yeah, you'd think. But obviously not confirmed yet. But This is why we need them to tell us something about this console. So I'm looking forward to hearing what it's about. What I think we definitely won't get is a price and a release date because as much as that's all we really want or what we really desperately kind of need from a how we're going to plan this point of view is... Uh, Sony have always gone last at E3, so they've always had that little, let's wait and see what everyone else is doing. And no doubt, you know, you, people always play back that 399 mic drop for the PS1. And they did the same thing basically with the PS4. You know, Xbox came out and said, we're putting Connect in it. And then Microsoft, uh, Sony got to go the next day and say, ours is $100 cheaper and it's more powerful. End discussion. The generation yeah. basically was one there. So... I think Sony are expecting to get to do the same, but I'm not sure if they will. I think Microsoft are happy to hold out as well. And it's a bit of cat and mouse over who's going to announce what they're doing first. Well, and the thing with this is that Microsoft is, has lost so much market share this generation because of what you've just said. But they're also Microsoft. So they have, they're not, you know, like Sony, Sony isn't doing poorly, but Sony is so much less of a, a corporation than Microsoft is. Microsoft has mm. the Surface stuff. It has Windows. It has it has all these things. So if Microsoft, and it, it, from what Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, has been saying, it kind of seems like they, you know, they're, they, they obviously realize this, but they're happy to leverage that this time around. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft just says, we're not announcing a price. We're going to wait. You can't, like, you can't make us do it. And wait till Sony has to play their hand and then undercuts them because they can Microsoft can wear those losses. And if they make it up on attach rate, they will like, I think Microsoft learned from, and, and, and Spencer said that like Microsoft came out with TV, 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 a really ridiculous price, like just stupidity with the Xbox one. I think they know enough to, to not do that this time around because they desperately need to, to remake that market share. Yep, and they exactly. and they can they can bear those losses, whereas Sony can't as much. And Sony, from what we think, what we've heard of the rumors, has already said we're not going to produce as many PS5s because we don't think there's going to be as much demand, and it's it's more expensive to create these components to do this and that and the other. So I, I it, it's going to be a very different console release this time around, in my yeah. opinion. 
bad for us trying to pre-order consoles. We, we can't <laughs> until they announce a date and a price, so we just have to wait. That's exactly it. But um, until we have new consoles, we still have existing consoles. And while we have existing consoles, we have a whole bunch of re-releases uh, yep. and re-re-re-releases. Uh, we just reviewed Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive, Definitive Edition, which is uh, a Wii game that was released in 2010, which was re-released on the 3DS, the new 3DS, in 2015, and has now been re-re-re-released, there we go, in 2020 on the Switch. Um, I'm not talking about that, though. I'm talking more about the Mafia trilogy, which is weird. It's a remake of the Mafia 1 game as a definitive edition. It's a remaster of the Mafia 2 game as a definitive edition, which is out now. Uh, And a re-release without any effort of Mafia 3 with all the bundled DLC as a definitive edition. Uh, You can get 2 and 3 right now, and you can get Mafia 1, the remake, in August. Did I sort of summarize that well enough? No wonder people are confused. They've used the word definitive edition for three very different types of re-releases. So come on, UK. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking forward to the the one that's actually remade. I I never played the first Mafia. uh, So I'm looking forward to playing that. From what I hear, Mafia 2 is a very sloppy remaster by current standards. It's just Uh, a new... It's it's up-resed assets. It's the the gameplay... Not good enough. Yeah, exactly. It, it looks, you know, like even playing Alan Wake, which is now, what, 10 years old, I still really enjoy Alan Wake, but you, like you go and look at the, the, even if it's in 4K, you look at the uh, cutscenes and you look at the controls and you're like, oh, well, this isn't ideal. This is like, I have like this weird claw action yeah. going on my controller to make things work. It's, it's less enjoyable than just doing like a Resident Evil 2 remake or a Mafia 1 remake where it's... A, a modern er- interpretation of a classic. I think we expect more from a remaster. So uh, I recently, a couple of weeks ago, just played the Call of Duty 4 remaster. Uh, and I, you know, playing it, I thought this looks pretty good, but it's kind of how I remember it looking. And then I went and played the 360 version because it's backwards compatible. And I realized I never finished it on veteran. And I'm one of those achievements, even though it's super <laughs> frustrating at points. So I popped that in the Xbox one, playing the same mission back to back remaster and then original uh, oh boy, that is, you know, they've done a lot of work to that remaster that you do not appreciate when you're playing it. It's not until you play the original that you like, actually, this is what games look like in 2007. This is not what the new version looks like. And then I played something like The Last of Us Remastered, and it's pretty much just an up PS3 game. That was an early generation use of the term remaster. And now it actually, it doesn't look that good. It looks like a PS3 game still. So I think we've grown over the generation to expect more we want those textures to be improved. We want, as you said, the controls to be modernized and the UI to look current. And yeah, it sounds very disappointing for Mafia 2 that they haven't done that. Yeah. Well, and it, like even in the in the case of The Last of Us, PS3 and PS4, um, like it, it looks a lot better, but the advancements in things like motion capture and stuff right now, like the the it's it's that weird uncanny valley thing where like the characters yeah. look accurate but they move weirdly and you're like oh that's not how that should go and same thing for alan wake like it's just it's we keep evolving and we keep expecting stuff and it's 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 hard to up res something and the code behind it to to make it look better which is well you know like as an example why in halo 2 anniversary like um 
the cutscenes were completely redone because you can't just use the existing cutscenes because it just looks janky and weird. And I'm doing like robot arms, like bent elbows and just like shifting arms, but you can't see it. But you know what I mean? When I'm doing robot. Hopefully the definitive edition of the first game, which is not an up res of the PS2 game, it's a full remake. Hopefully they'll look pretty good and play pretty good. So And it's using the same engine as Mafia Three, and Mafia Three was the kind of the worst one of the three. And I don't know yeah. if it was just because of the engine or just because of the implementation of Hangar thirteen, but like it looks good, but it doesn't mean it's gonna play well. So um I don't know. I'm I'm kinda skeptical about it. Two K is like super big on re releases lately. They're releasing what uh borderlands there's three of them borderlands bioshock and something else on switch like that's their big thing right now is not new content it's just like re-peddling old content out on new platforms which like Mm. whatever if you want some cash that's how you do it but end of generation we're not giving you our new stuff now here's the old stuff again true um should we get into like randomly completely reverse from what we normally do? Like what we've been playing, I guess there's two games that we can talk about that uh, we've theoretically both been playing. Yeah, let's do that. Well, uh, at eight o'clock tonight, we're going to jump back into Minecraft dungeons and hopefully finish it. Um, it's... Yeah, we're going to finish it. It's like a three hour game. So we should be finishing it. We've well, only got the last bit left. So I, I gave it a seven. Um, and I might, I, I would almost revisit that now because we had the code a day and a half before uh, the embargo and we, I played through it twice because my progress got reset, which was not cool because randomly this is a game on uh, PC, Xbox One, PS4 and Switch that doesn't support cross-play or cross-progression across anything. So when I switched between platforms, I broke it uh, as far as I can tell. Um but you didn't lose Pretty, much, as we've learned. I didn't. We that's, lost there's about not, six there's like there's ten levels all up, and it's just like varying difficulty. But the problem with it that I find is that it's pretty easy up until the last level, and then the difficulty spike skyrockets. So if you're playing with kids, like Mojang has been like, do this with kids. I can't imagine you're gonna get past this last level and like we're literally going to play tonight and try to get past that last level because we tried a couple times the other night and we just couldn't do it yeah well we we uh we were a bit underpowered we knew when we started it that we were lower than was telling us we needed to be we tried anyway i think we did pretty well through the level we kind of learned what we had to do we were we had to adjust our play style and we got it and then we got to the last boss and it just destroyed us and we didn't have any lives left and that was it so uh yeah, we were too aggressive and too. it was too easy before that it lulled us in so we can easily do every level without really trying. You know, we're just talking nonsense, not even really paying attention to what we're doing. And then all of a sudden, this challenge approach. So, yeah, it kind of feels like there were maybe three or four levels before that that are just not there anymore. Hmm. Um, but I like the concept. I think it's a, it's a gateway drug for Minecraft kids who don't want to play anything else, but their parents are trying to get them to, to interact and play with them on something else. So... I like that approach. Um, it is a Game Pass game, for lack of a better term. I wouldn't buy it. And I know Microsoft have gone very generously cross-platform, so it is on PlayStation and Switch. But I can't imagine it would do that well there. This seems to be like a game that you'd play on because it's on Game Pass, but you, you're not going to revisit it. It's got you know a three- or four-hour shelf life, so... Yeah. Yes. Well, and especially now, like if you buy it on PS4 and like Ben, if you bought it on PS4 and you wanted to play with me, and there's no cross progression or cross play right now. I would have to buy it on PS4 to play with you. So, no, like I get it for free on Xbox. 
you should mm-hmm. come to Xbox kind of thing. So I don't know, like it's been delayed a couple times. I don't know why they wouldn't have delayed it more to be able to have all those things locked in. So you, you weren't um, required to choose a platform and be locked into it. That type of thing. Um, it's just, yeah. it's strange. It's, it's like, like, it's like a mid year. Like it's yeah. Like, here you go. Like this is part of our Xbox strategy of, of putting out a whole bunch of games this year. Like this, this was the, the mid year one. It's done. Thank you very much. It's Minecraft. It's going to do pretty well. It's also on game pass, like 10, million people automatically have access to it like it's not going to do it's not doing poorly um it's just kind of fluff to me i think yeah. it, it is good in in the in the uh you know the first three quarters of the the levels just to kind of randomly be smashing on buttons and like we were doing with with uh jay ball uh editor on the site as well just um digging around and and catching up in this you know, COVID era of self-isolation-ish stuff, just like having a chat, really, and just mashing the A button as we were going through levels, which was pretty Look, cool. That is actually what it's pretty good for. It's a new release COVID co-op game. So you can play it with your friends, socially distanced in different houses, and it only takes about three hours. So it's not something like, you know, if we were to start a Halo game or a Gears of War game, we've got to kind of commit to 12 hours to find time to play it and finish it. But we've actually managed to, despite, I mean, Jay has a young child. So is, you know, we don't have that restraint of someone else to look after and uh, schedule our gaming around, but he's managed to find time to finish this with us because it's so short and easy to play. So yeah. there is an advantage there. Well, and there's three major difficulty levels and five or six or so, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, like difficulty levels within the three major ones. And the idea was, we're, oh, we're just going to smash all three of these. Like, we'll, we'll get this done. And like, maybe we will, but the, the difficulty spike at the end leads me to believe like it may be harder than we thought to get all the achievements. But at least we're going to finish it once and we'll, we'll go from there. Yep. Um, the other game that I've definitely played that you have a code for is Maneater. Have you been playing I've it? I've played a little. I'm a teen shark or one above teen maybe now. I can't remember. Um, can't quite remember, but... So you're a teen shark. What the hell is this game? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Do like, you not like it? it? Now, where did it come from? It just kind of appeared and everyone's like, yeah, Maneater. I'd not heard of it until uh, I started playing it. And it was, it was at least two E3s ago. Okay. Maybe one, at least at least one, maybe two E3s ago. Um, I, I I remember seeing it when it was first announced and thought, oh, that's going to be really cool. Um, but like, I, I have no idea which game I'm talking about. But I know as a kid, I played a game where like you were a fish, maybe a shark, probably just a fish, and you just ate other fishes and got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the idea was to get bigger and bigger and bigger and like dominate. And that's ba- like, like that's the crux of this game, yeah. really. You're going to attack people at the very start as well. Yeah, but like it, it, it's 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 a really simple concept that they've taken the extra step on. They being Tripwire, uh, the developer, um, they've framed it in this kind of like dangerous catch, um, like reality show documentary style thing where you would think that you were following like the humans trying to hunt this like predatory shark, but really the the lead of the TV show Scaly Pete is a dick and he kills like your shark mama and like slits her belly open and pulls you out as a child and scars you. So he'll remember you later. 
and he's just a jerk. So like you're, you're like, it's like, it's a revenge plot from there. You, you know, go around and eat fish and take over areas and get bigger and become this giant shark and try to kill him really is, is the crux of it. But it's, I really like it because it's simple, but also like funny and complex. And they have a, a narrator who is Chris Parnell of like Archer and Saturday Night Live fame, uh, who provides some kind of like brevity and wit. Mm. So like, I'm, I, I, like, I, I'm talking too much. You talk, Ben. I, I don't dislike it. I enjoyed what I played, but I kind of, yeah, I was bemused by, is this all I'm going to keep doing? I did enjoy, <laughs> I enjoyed the, you know, the documentary or mockumentary style. And it definitely has that kind of purposeful B grade. We know that's all we can muster and that's what we want to do vibe. And it very much, yeah, it kind of just went on the radar for me. And all of a sudden, everyone's talking about it all over everywhere. Maybe because there was nothing else coming out. But yeah, I think you need, you might need to get to like adult stage and then it really mm. clicks like what you can do okay. and how to do it. And then from there, it's like it's, it's almost like a, an, an Ubisoft open world game where you just like mash B to use your sonar and your map and gets just populates all the things on the map. And then you just go and do the things like collect the landmark, get that uh, license plate, kill that, excuse me, bad guy. um, And just go from there. But it's kind of relaxed. Like that's my relaxing game now, even though I'm like ripping things to shreds and like putting a pool of blood in, in the ocean or the, the pool or the, water trap of the golf course depending on where you are like it's 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 super violent but it's also just relaxing at the same time for me uh, anyway you've been desensitized i guess from all <laughs> violence but I, I get what you're saying it's it is um, a somewhat mindless follow the objective type of game but yeah it's i do like that it's quite different it's not your average moody behind the shoulder whatever you know, epic game. It's a, it knows what it is and it plays within its kind of constraints. And I think it's, yeah, there's it's certainly fun. And it's, I think it's like 60 bucks Australian. So it's, Ooh. it's not a, it's not a full priced game. It's not, it's, it's probably more expensive than it maybe needs to be, but yeah, it's not it also like a $30 game to me to yeah. give it a price tag. Or, I mean, we say this every week, but this should be a game pass game. It feels like a classic game pass game. I probably will yeah. eventually. So who yeah. knows? But, um, I don't mind it. I play it in probably like an hour and a half, two hour spurts. Um, I reviewed it on PC and I knew it was on Xbox. So I bought it on Xbox so I could get achievements. And then I got a, a code later on and gave that to you, Ben, because I already bought it like a bloody moron. Um, mm. But hey, that means you get to enjoy it too. There's no multiplayer or anything like that. So uh, it's, it's not like we can play together, but that's what Minecraft Dungeons is for. That's right, and we better get to that because we have two minutes to make our Minecraft Dungeons appointment. Even though we're yeah. already doing this, we need we need to keep to our schedule. Precisely. Uh, ben, how do we find you on the internets? I am Ben underscore Salter on Twitter, and yourself? I am SWriteAU, and of course, Survivor is the uh website. And if you like this podcast, we you know, we're not like it's not gonna put food on our tables or anything like that but if you want to if you want to promote this send it to people recommend us uh go to apple podcasts and rate us and review us same for your podcast platform of choice thanks for listening and uh we'll see you in two-ish weeks or so yep two weeks locked in Jeez, ben's decisive i like it